0: Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks Podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to who? Miller Thomas, the always wonderful, and might I add, handsome host of this podcast, multimedia journalist, and graphic designer. So please go check out my website, millerthomas 24 Myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we are talking about the MOB trade deadline. Yes, we got some craziness involved today with a lot of deals going down for the D backs and some other teams as well. So, we'll talk about the D backs moves today as we see. Four players get shipped out of Arizona, so we'll talk about that today and what the moves mean. But first, don't forget to go to builtbar.com. Use promo code MLB to get 10% off your order, and you could get potentially a free Cool Worth purchase, so don't forget to go to builtbar.com. promo code LOCKEDONMLB. Now, let's jump right into it, and let's first talk about the trades, the deals that the D-backs made today, because... D-backs, you know, Derek Hall told Arizona Sports, he said the D-backs were going to be buyers at the trade deadline. And I guess buyers meant buyers of middling prospects, you know, long-term prospects, guys, you know, middling, you know, struggling starters in baseball because this is not the idea I had of buyers. When I think of buyers, I think of something like the what the D-backs did a couple years ago when they went out and acquired J.D. Martinez at the deadline. I did not think acquiring Caleb Smith, was uh, making the D-backs all of a sudden a buyer. So let's talk about those D-backs deals. So the first one that the D-backs did today was moving Robbie Ray. Yes, the man who I've been clamoring the D-backs to trade, moved to the bullpen for a few weeks now, has finally been relieved of his duties off the team in the trade. The D-backs will will receive southpaw Travis Bergen from the Toronto Blue Jays. And that was overall the deal, just a one-for-one swap, a southpaw for a southpaw pretty much. And so the D-backs were able to move Robbie Ray to Toronto. Now, the next guy that the D-backs moved today, which I think was you know a little underreported, a little shocking, but Andrew and the guy who's been with the d backs team for a while, he was moved today for a player to be named later to the Chicago Cubs, so we'll see what who, who the D-backs get in return. They're saying there could be possibly money included on the D-backs end, so we'll wait to see uh, who the D-backs get re- in return on that end. And then the D-backs also traded fan favorite Archie Bradley today, the First year full time closer Archie Bradley, and that was definitely a shocking move. They traded him to the Cincinnati Reds for utility man Josh Van Meter and outfield prospect Stuart Fairchild, are both headed to the D backs. And apparently, the D backs also throw in about 100K to help cover Bradley's remaining salary. And then the final deal of the day for the D backs was breaking up the Marte party and trading newly signed. Starling Marte, or newly acquired, I should say. They acquired him in the offseason, and now they're moving him again to the Miami Marlins for Caleb Smith and right-hander Humberto Mejia, and a player to be named later. And it seems like that player would be Julio Frias, uh, a player out of the Class A, a left-handed pitcher, another southpaw. So four deals made today by the D-backs in this is a bitter sweet day for you, Dbacks fans out there, because it, it signals that you know how the d Dbacks feel about this season. Basically, means from my perspective that they're throwing in the towel. Ta- uh, throwing in the towel after Derek Hall said they were going to be buyers. This is not what I would have expected. I would have expected Mike Hazen to be aggressive at the trade deadline. Yes, maybe a Robbie Ray is still moved just because of how bad he's been, but. If you're buyers at the trade deadline, if you think you still have a shot making the playoffs in 2020, you don't move a guy like Starling Marte, who's been, you know, one of of your three best players on this team, a guy who's batting over 300, who's just been steadily consistent all year long. He's been a guy who can you who could just keep at the top of the lineup and, you know, rely on him for consistent production. And that's what he's done this year. He's added, you know, his production. He's added some leadership at the top. And he's just done a little bit of everything for this D-backs team. And seeing Starling Marte move just basically tells me that the D-backs are not serious about 2020, and they don't think they have a great chance to make a real playoff run. Or even if they did, they think even if they did think they have a chance to make a playoff run, they don't think they're going to be moving too far into the playoffs. Now, not not only did they trade Starling Marte, Andrew Chafin—that's one that just Andrew Chafin and Archie Bradley are just. Two moves that hit D-backs fans in the guts because both of them are homegrown guys. Andrew Chafin was like the 43rd overall pick. He's one of the longest tenured players on the D-backs team. And uh, I saw a stat where if of all the pitchers who have played for the D-backs, he's second on all times games playlist, just among pitchers behind Brad Ziegler. So that lets you know how, you know, integral of a part, Andrew Chafin has been in this D-backs uh, franchise. He's been here for a long haul. He's homegrown, as I said, and he's just been woven into the culture here in Arizona. You know, big country out there on the mountain. He's had a down year this season, but he's been a guy who's been great out uh, throughout the majority of his career. He's usually had a solid ear, right? And he's a guy you could usually depend on to be in that back end of the bullpen. And just seeing him move I think really just sends a a shot to the hearts of D-backs fans, along with Archie Bradley, another guy who was homegrown, taken in the first round, seventh overall in that 2011 MLB draft. And Archie Bradley, you know, came on to the scene as a potential starter. Then he became a fireball, you know, not just a personality, but also as a pitcher. He's been able to throw, you know, he's been a flamethrower as a pitcher, flamethrower as a personality, and, and just a guy that, He's been one of the biggest fan favorites, I would say, on this team. And over the last two years, you know, especially post-Goldschmidt, you could say he's been a lot of uh, fans' favorite player on this team, especially after that 2017 2017- Season with that 173 year already. I mean, who else, you know, not too many people have the fear of the beard, you know. Whenever you have a a dominant relief pitcher like that, like the guy who used to pitch on the San Francisco Giants, who was another one of those, you know, flamethrower relief guys who was known for their big beard. Archie Bradley's in the same mode, and those guys are always big fan favorites. Whenever you have a beard uh, twice the size of your head, it just makes you seem so much more friendly and enjoyable. Kind of like Santa. That must be why so many kids and so many, Uh, adults keep lying to their kids that Santa's such a jolly guy because of that beard he has on his face. And I think the same could be said for Archie Bradley. That big beard just makes you seem so much happy and so much kinder. And Archie Bradley was not kind when, you know, on the mound, especially this season. I thought he was pretty good as a closer, even though... His ERA is a 4-2-2. It's really because he just had one outing this year that kind of blew up his ERA. But overall in the year, he's been pretty solid in that closer spot. And it's going to be sad to see him go. We'll see who steps up there. I mean, now, before the season, I talked up Kevin Ginko a lot. Uh, he hasn't looked too good on the year. We'll see if the D-backs decide to go with him or a guy with closing experience in Hector Rondon. But I find it interesting that they, you know, move two homegrown guys who are both fan favorites. I get Archie Bradley because he was in a a contract year and the D-backs probably didn't want to pay him. But Andrew Chafin, I just feel, was pretty shocking because of how long he's been in this franchise and what he means to the city. Now, the last guy that got traded that I was pretty happy to see, honestly, was Robbie Ray. And I don't have anything against Robbie Ray as a person, but he's just struggled so heavily on the year when it comes to starting pitching. He's really just looked awful on the mound. He, And it's shocking to say because this is a guy who's looked like he's been in a downward spiral ever since that 2017 All Star appearance where he had a 2.8.9. ERA and he led the leagues and stri- led, led baseball in strikeouts per nine. But ever since then, his ERA went to 3.9.3, a 4.3.4. Now this season, he's at a 7.8.4. He leads the league in earned runs with 27. Leads the league uh, with walks allowed with 31. And leads the league in wild pitches with six. And those are just three stats. You're never going to win a game with, uh, your, your starting pitcher never going to win a game. Your team's never going to win a game if your starting pitcher is putting up stats like that. So I think trading Archie Bradley, uh, not Archie Bradley, I think trading Robbie Ray was a good move because I think it's more addition by subtraction with Robbie Ray. It now allows us to put Taylor Clark where Alex Young in that starting rotation, you know, maybe another potential young guy in that starting rotation. And I just like that. I-, I like that for the team better. I think this team has a lot of young studs, a lot of, or at least guys who could potentially be studs and Robbie Ray, Just a guy who hasn't gotten it done this year. And he was the guy who struggled some last year. And especially with the walks His walks per nine right now. Is, his walks per nine is sitting at nine because averaging a walk per inning, if you could believe that. So, Seeing Robbie Ray move is not going to make me shed anything, but Archie Bradley, Andrew Chafin, that might get a, a tear or two out of me. And seeing Starling Marte move, who quickly became a fan favorite amongst many uh, amongst many D back fans because he's such a good player, he's an All Star caliber player as well, and he's a guy who's supremely talented. The Marte parte was such a cool nickname, and just sad to see him go because that just that just basically means, as I keep saying, that the D backs are throwing in the towel for the twenty twenty season and. That's something that, you know, this has just been a disappointing season to say the least. And, you know, coming into the season, we had such high expectations for the team, thinking they were going to make the playoffs. They still can, but after seeing this trade deadline, it it doesn't look, the the future looks bleak to say the least. Now I'll get into what players the D-backs acquired, tell you guys about them a little bit, you know, go into a little bit of their background, but first, let me tell you guys about Postmates because when you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9, a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., you just need a Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's us code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code LOCKEDON. Can the Guinness Book World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indie gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indie gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you can pause your account anytime there are no long-term contracts plus Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier like sponsored jobs which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire with 73 percent of online job seekers visiting e- indeed each month indeed is going to get you the important hire you need just like they have for over three million businesses Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 delivery credit $75 credit at Indeed.com slash That's try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash MLB. This is their best offer available anywhere Go right now to indeed.com slash lockdown mob. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. All right, all right, all right. Back to it and Let's talk about those prospects that the D-backs acquired today because, or not, there weren't even all prospects. Some was a utility guy, another was a starter. So let's just talk about what the D-backs received today. And I'm going off AZ Snakebit, who wrote this beautiful article about the four prospects the D-backs acquired today. And I'm also going to be looking at MLBTradeRumors.com to look at the other couple of players that the D-backs acquired today. So let's first talk about one of the, starting pitchers that could help in and step up immediately, who is not a prospect. And this guy is Caleb Smith, who was acquired in the Starling Marte trade to the Marlins. Caleb Smith is a left-handed pitcher and is kind of Robbie Ray-esque in the sense that he's a lefty, he's a strikeout artist, but he has his issues with control as well. During his time with Miami, he has his numbers similar to Robbie Ray the past three seasons, from 2017 to 2019. Take away Robbie War- Robbie Rays atrocious 2020. And they have similar numbers during his time in Miami. Smith has a 4.39 ERA, a strikeout per 9 that's sitting at 10 flat and a walks per 9 at 3.8, so very similar numbers to Robbie Ray, a strikeout artist who not afraid to give up earned runs, and not afraid to walk guys, but he's around the same age as Robbie Ray. He's 29 years old right now, and he hasn't really pitched a lot this year. He's only started one game, only went three innings, so he hasn't really done much on the year. Last season, he led the league in home runs allowed, so there is definitely a lot to be concerned with, but like I said, he's going to be the new Robbie Ray. Now, the only difference is he doesn't already have the inst- uh, you know, the pre-installed headaches like I do for Robbie Ray. Uh, whenever I hear it's Robbie Ray Day, I automatically wake up with a migraine. So, for now, I, that won't be the case with Cable Smith. For now, I'm going to give him a chance, and we'll see what he can do. He can step up uh, to the plate right now if he can, because we're going to need him to be a starter in this rotation immediately now that Robbie Ray is gone. and Bumgarner should be back soon, but Merrill Kelly's on their injured list still. So... Caleb Smith is definitely going to be a guy who's going to have his chance to be a, a starter in this rotation, potentially be a starter for the long haul depending on how he depending on how he pitches, you know, during the the rest of this 2020 shortened season. So I'm curious to see what kind of stuff Caleb Smith has. It sounds like, you know, he he has a pretty, he has a high velocity. He's a high velocity thrower. Sounds like he's a strikeout artist. Sounds like a lot of his numbers, like spin rate and things like that are very, very similar to Robbie Ray, but they both have the same weaknesses as well. So we'll see if Caleb Smith is the guy they can unlock, like they've been trying to unlock with Robbie Ray ever since 2017. Now, another guy who they got is who is not a prospect, but uh, a guy who could step up and be on this D-back squad immediately is utility man Josh Van Meter, who they acquired in the Archie Bradley trade to the Cincinnati Reds. Van Meter is only 25, and he's had a pretty slow start to the season 2020. He's only two for 34, but he's a guy who's been primarily in AAA, and he's not a guy who's you know flashy by any means. He's just going to be more of a guy for extra insurance on this D-backs team. It looks like he could do some things defensively, offensively. Uh, it doesn't look like he will provide a ton in 2019. He had eight home runs. He had nine stolen bases and only 95 games played. So he doesn't really have a, a ton of a uh, track record to really let us know how good he is. He drafted in the fifth round of the 2013 draft by the San Diego Padres, and there's just not too much to say about Van Meter right now. We just know he's a guy who has pos- positional versatility, so he could play uh, a couple of different spots. Primarily, uh, he's been a second baseman in the big leagues, but he could play, you know, all four corner positions. Uh, you know, he, he's played some shortstop, too, in the minor leagues, over 810 minor league innings at shortstop. So he's really a guy who played pretty much any position in the infield. And that's really why the D-backs got him, especially in a, you know, in a time like this, in a pandemic where one guy could get COVID and can knock out, you know, a couple players on your team. It's smart to get a guy like Van Meter who could, you know, fill the role of multiple positions around the diamond in case something like that happens. God forbid. Now, Let's talk about these prospects that the D-backs acquired at the deadline. And the first one I want to talk about is Travis Bergen, a 26-year-old uh pitcher and he's another lefty prospect and uh he's a guy who's 26 so he's not going to have the pedigree as some other guys not going to be a highly touted prospect in this farm system but he did appear in one game with the Blue Jays this year in relief he so it, it at least makes you feel comfortable that he has a little bit of uh at least he has some experience it makes you feel a little bit better maybe he has some upside Still only 26, as I mentioned, so he's not that old. There should still be some upside and still some potential for him, especially a guy who's, you know, made his debut this season. He was a seventh-round pick in the Blue J- by the Blue Jays in 2015, and he has a low-to-mid-90s fastball and a curveball, so you'd like to see that two-pitch arsenal. Those are definitely some nasty pitches if you know how to command them effectively. That's one of my favorite two-pitch arsenals. But he also has a third pitch, a changeup, which... Is great for getting hitters off balance, but right now, it's his fastball that's really his go-to pitch and his best pitch for striking out hitters. We'll see if he you know, gets moved to the bullpen maybe this year just because of that Andrew Chafin and Archie Bradley trade, but we'll see what happens to Travis Bergen. He is at least an interesting guy, even though I'm probably not going to be super high on a 26-year-old prospect. And then another guy who the D-backs acquired was Humberto Mejia, a 23-year-old pitcher, and... He's a nice... I I like this guy a little bit better than the other guy. He posted a 2.09 ERA in 90 innings with 89 strikeouts over two minor league levels in 2019. So Those are definitely some great numbers. Only 23 years old, so I love that age. Uh, He's a right-hander, and the only negative about him right now, he hasn't pitched above the high A in the minors. He made three starts with the Marlins this season, but his ERA is not good in those games. A 5.4 ERA in over 10 innings, so he's a guy who... Has struggled on the big league level, but that could just be because he never pitched above the high A in the minors before making three starts this season on the major league level. So that's quite a jump to go from high A to the MLB level. So I do love, you know, how he's so young and he already has some great experience under his belt. He was ranked as Miami's number 23 prospect per MLB's pipeline to begin the 2020 season, so I definitely love that. His upper 70s curveball and he has a low 90s fastball, so those are two as I already mentioned, I love a fastball curveball combination, so I like that for the D backs. A nice young guy who was a top 30 prospect, in another team's uh, farm system, and a guy who already has that major league experience coming from single hey to the major league. So I like that all around. Now, another, the, the third prospect that the D backs acquired was 22 year old pitcher, lefty southpaw Julio, Julio Frias. Now, Frias is yet to pitch a full season. In, you know, any league, he posted a 5-4 and four record with 2 A 3 ERA and 70 innings over Class A season in 2019. And those numbers are definitely something that's eye-popping too, just like uh, Mejia. Anytime I see a below-3 ERA, rate, that makes my eyes pop a little bit. And I like to see that from, you know, young pitchers. I like to see you at least dominating on the minor league level as, you know, even if it's a short sample size, like it was for a free house because the season got cut short, but but those are two guys that I like, two guys that have at least shown some great flashes on the minor league level. Now, the difference is Mejia has already, you know, shown some of his flashes on the major league level, but Frijas is a nice guy. He's done nice things in the minor leagues, and he was starting to make improvements last year, made some strides. He was signed in 2014 out of the Dominican Republic. So he's a little bit more of a project than probably Mejia is, but he he's got the stuff and he had a 9.43 strikeout per nine. Last year in D backs, love guys with high strikeouts per nine because they love strikeout artists on the team, even if it means uh, not being able to control your pitches. So, I definitely like the free Haas and the Mejia moves to add to this already pretty good D backs farm system. Now, the last prospect that the D backs acquired was Stuart Fairchild, 24 year old outfielder, and This guy is from the Cincinnati Reds. He was acquired in the Archie Bradley trade, and he's played 109 games over two levels between the high A and double A teams for the Reds, and he was a second-round pick in 2017, so he's definitely a guy who's pretty highly rated, and he was the number 11 prospect in the Reds' farm system, and now that he's with the D-backs, he's being ranked as number 14th prospect in their farm system, and that's pretty high, number 11 guy in your farm system on Borderline. Top 10 guy, and he's a little bit older for a prospect, 24 years old. That's probably why he was more likely to be traded than some of the other prospects, especially for a guy who's in his contract year and is a closer like Archie Bradley. But he's done some nice things. In 2019, he had a 3.52 OBP. He had 44 walks. And he hasn't shown much power yet in his young career, but last year he did have career highs in twelve with 12 home runs and 29 doubles, both career highs. So at least shows you that he could potentially have some more pop down the line, even though he's already 24 years old. There's some guys, you know, come to the major leagues and all of a sudden they just have a renaissance of power. And now maybe that is steroids or something like that, but we'll see if he will have a renaissance of power later in his career. And, He's got solid speed as well uh, that will translate into the outfield. He's got good instincts out there when it comes to tracking fly balls and things like that. So I at least think he could definitely be a guy who – could potentially be a, a future outfielder for this D-backs team. Now that, you know, Sterling Marte is out the picture, who knows? Maybe he can make his debut this season. And you never know, this D-backs team looks like they just might be thrown in the towel and just letting all the young guys play. So we'll see what happens there. But those are the prospects and the players the D-backs acquired today. And I'm a little sad, especially to see guys like Archie Bradley and Andrew and go, but not too sad to see Robbie Ray go. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone. Who, thank you to everyone who tuned in to today's podcast. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy out there. And don't forget to go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On MLB at checkout. Peace.